0: Jamil is reunited with his father and he's been working a job and he's literally off the streets for the past two years straight and he's literally going to church. Uh, Jamil texted me the other day and said, man, thank you. And I, I just simply responded, man, don't thank me. Thank God because I was just trying to be obedient to God because God was calling my family to build something. But if we're honest, when you think about building anything, building something always can scare the believer. Maybe God God is calling you to build more faith by engaging in spiritual disciplines a little more. Maybe God is calling you to build capacity so you can get involved with ministry so that you can push back against the kingdom of darkness. Maybe God is calling you to build a better marriage because you've gotten comfortable with where you are in your marriage. Maybe God is calling you to build a greater awareness of issues that our world is faced with right now. And I come here To tell somebody this morning that defining moments happen when God trusts us to build something that will bring Him glory. But here's a tough question What happens when God singles you out and asks you to build something? What happens when God knocks on your heart and calls you to build something? Sometimes we get scared in those moments and, and one of the things that keeps us from building what God is calling us to build is the fear of failing before God and others. But let me tell someone this this morning. God does not measure you by what, he, by what he's calling you to attempt. God only measures your faith by your obedience. But some of us find ourselves and we... Stop focusing in on the audience of one, and we start looking at everybody around us, and we get frightened, because what if I, what if I do start taking a step in, in, in my spiritual disciplines maybe maybe i I won't get as far as I think I would get, or what what if i what if I did forgive God and I try to take a step forward and I try to build forgiveness in my heart and maybe i'll look maybe this won't work, and we started to focus in on what other people will think about us and not about how big our God is and let me come here to tell somebody this morning today you've got to move past your fear because God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So whenever the enemy tries to tempt you with the fear, you'll say, but my God is greater. My God is bigger. And I'm going to do this thing because fear should never be an excuse to be stopped. Some of us deal with fear and then a in, And then some of us, we deal with the fear of being alone because it's real lonely to build something when you're trying to move forward you ever sense God calling you to do something you're like God what if I'm the only one in my family God, what what if I'm the only one of my friends that are trying trying to pursue this and please you, God? What if I'm the only one? But let me tell you, God never leaves you alone because we serve a God that never leaves nor forsakes you. God's presence is always there. And you can access God from anywhere on the planet because He's given our Son, His Son, Jesus Christ, and we have immediate access if we're in Christ to be transformed with wherever we are. And some of you will say, Man, I'm wrestling with this loneliness, God, because I'm alone. I come here to tell you, you're not alone. God has the biggest family on the face of the planet. And if you look around, and someone told you, it's good to see you today. You are connected to a body of believers that when the arm is connected to the, to the, 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 uh, the chest, I'm not a scientist, but uh, the leg is connected to the hip bone. You get what I'm saying. You are connected as a body of believers and you are supported. You are never alone. And some of us wrestle not building because we think that we're going to be alone in it. Um, and maybe God is saying to someone today to join that group and you'll say, well, if, what if I join this small group? I'll be, a, be alone. No, you won't be alone. What, what if God is calling you to pray a little more? I'll be the only one praying. No, no, you won't. See, defining moments happen when we face our fears and run towards the God who is able. Some of us also wrestle with this fear of not knowing what will happen. And I come here to tell you that when we focus on God's ability and not our own that's when we truly see results. Some of us get into the mentality where we want to control the outcome. But I'm glad Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians that our Paul planted a polished water, but God gets to increase. Some of us stop, need to stop playing God because it's only God that gets to increase. All we are required to do is move forward and take the steps and continue to build whatever it is that God is causing us to build and leave the results up to God, let me tell you, if you find yourself in a moment in time right now and you've been scared, you've been tired, you've been weary, you've been fearful, and you're trying to build more faith, build a better marriage, build better relationships, let me tell you, push back against the lies from the devil, the lies from the enemy, and walk forward toward what God is calling you to so you can continue to build. And in the hall of faith, we meet this builder named Noah. And Noah's story comes and makes a bold statement to all of us. In the book of Hebrews chapter 11, we see this progression of faith. You see, the record shows that Abel shows us one who worshiped God. And then the record shows that uh, Enoch is shows us one who worshiped God, but also walked with God. But Noah's story comes to us, and it shows that Noah worshiped God, and not only did he worship God, but he walked with God, and not only did he walk with God, he was ready to work for God. You see, Noah's life shows us something powerful, that worship is required before a walk can take place, and that a walk must be present before one can have the work of faith. And it says in verse 7, by faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By his father, faith. By his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that is keeping with faith. See, we all know the flood story where God singles out Noah in a time where everybody turned their backs against God. I mean, the Bible is clear in Genesis 6 where it says the Lord saw how great uh, the wickedness was on, on the, uh, in the human race. And he had, and they had become on earth and he literally wanted to start over. Literally, God provides grace for Noah to literally rewrite history so Noah can make a declaration that God wants to preserve life. Because if there's no Noahic covenant, there's no Mosaic covenant. And if there's no Mosaic covenant, there's no priestly covenant. And if there's no priestly covenant, then there's no new covenant. And Noah finds himself in an awkward situation. I can only imagine what Noah was feeling. Imagine being the only one that's being called to have this defining moment. And God comes to Noah and says, like, Noah, like, I I literally need you uh, to build an ark because I'm going to send rain upon the earth. And I think Noah's story makes a profound statement to believers and followers of Jesus uh, that we should all become ark builders, yeah, we live in a generation now when we if we were to look at the media, if we were to follow people on their social media feed, we would be all confused. But Noah represents someone who would take a stand and literally believe God's word over what he was seeing in a generation. And we need more art builders right now who would be people who would literally be like Noah and be willing to look foolish because an art builder is someone who will say, God, I know it hasn't rain upon the earth, but I'm going to look foolish because I would rather believe you than believe what's going on around me over on any time of the day. Are you really ready to be an art builder? Because an art builder is somebody who will say, I'm going to look foolish for God. You see, an art builder is someone who has great care of what God says. And a little concern with what the world is doing. You see, a defining moment in Noah's life is that he was willing to look foolish. He said, Man, God, I, I heard what you said, and I, I've been warned, so I'm gonna build this thing. And the reason why Noah looked foolish is because in Genesis 2, it said it had not yet rained on the earth. God, you're calling me to build something, for something that yet has not yet happened. Yeah. God, you're calling me to build something when when there's no pattern uh, or or, or if there's no instructions of how this thing is going to happen. Uh, yeah because I'll give you clarity. Uh, God, you're calling me to be the only one in my family to be sought and uh, and light in the earth, yeah. You're calling me to be sought on my job, yeah. You're calling me to follow Jesus in a high school, yeah. You're calling me to uh, lift up Christ when I find myself when the world is turning its back on God, yeah. God is looking for art builders who are willing to look foolish. But the question is, can you believe God? enough. Can you believe God's word? Enough and look foolish. You know what else our ark builder is? Uh, our ark building is one who trusts God with the hard things. Yeah. You see, in Genesis chapter 5 when we meet Noah, Noah was 500 years old. And I can see Noah God comes to Noah and he says, I want you to build an ark. An ark? Noah doesn't even hesitate. I can only imagine it. I'm just going to imagine the first thing that Noah did as soon as God spoke to Noah. Noah probably went and found the first piece of wood. And I love what Paul Richardson says because he said God had already provided the wood before the ark was ever summoned. And many of us may need to find ourselves, we find ourselves in hard places, and God is calling us to build these things. And But let me let you know that you can trust a God, God with the hard things. You can trust God in your marriage. You can trust God on your job. You can trust when God doesn't make sense because God never leaves you, and he's going to give you clear instruction as to how you're supposed to move. So I imagine Noah being in a place where he's like, God, whatever it is you want me to do, just give me a brick because I'm going to trust you with the hard thing. You know, there's some disagreement as to how long a cubit was. Uh, But it normally ranged from 17.5 inches to 22 inches. And if we were to use the lowest measurement, uh, the ark was over 400 feet long, over 72 feet wide, um, over 40 feet high, and that's about the size of a four-story building. <laughs> How are you gonna do that, Noah? You know what? It's a defining moment in Noah's life when he allowed his passion And his intimacy with God literally calls him to be obedient towards God. And many of us in here today, we may find ourselves and we're asking, God, how? How is this going to happen? But let me tell you, it's not about how, it's about who. Who's going to accomplish it? If you are going to be an ark builder, man, some some of you have been holding on to the brick of unforgiveness. Some of you have been holding on to the brick uh, of, I don't know how this is going to work in this marriage. Some of you have been holding on to this brick, and let me tell you that it's your surrender to God that is going to accomplish this. You know what ark builders are also? Ark builders are pit people that are willing to stick with it no matter how long it takes. And uh, it's hard reading this because there's this tension. Noah, you were 500 years old when God gave you grace and asked you to build the ark. It had never rained, Noah. It had never rained, Noah. And you're 600 years old when this actually happened? That's 100 years. But I believe Noah was the type of person that had this defining moment in his life that would say, God, no matter how long this takes, I'm going to keep trusting you I'm going to keep trusting you in my marriage and I'm going to build this ark. I'm going to keep trusting you in my community and I'm going to continue to build this ark. I'm going to keep serving those who are considered the least of these. I'm going to keep building the ark. God, I'm going to keep building the ark because my family is dysfunctional. God, I'm going to keep building the ark because I'm dealing with depression. God, I'm going to keep building the ark because I trust you and you are greater than anything this world has to offer. And there's this real tension, because I can only imagine the people who were in Noah's generation sitting aside watching him, like, yeah, yeah, he's just starting out. Let's see how long he's going to stay committed. It's 10 years. He's still building. He's not going to make it to 20. 20 years. He's still building. 30 years? Come on, come on. He's gonna give up in 30 years. He's still building. 40 years. No, no, he's not going to make it to 70 years. He's still building. He's not going to make it to 80, 80 years. No, 85. I give him 85. I'm going to tweet about this. He's not going to make it to 85 years. He's still building. And what a glorious representation that Noah makes for the body of believers in today's time that people are literally looking at us in our lives they are watching us with what we say and how we operate and how we behave and we have this glorious gospel that needs to radiate through us because Matthew chapter 5 says let me and see your good works that they may glorify your father in heaven and some of us need to stay building the ark whatever ark that God is calling you to build right now because people are watching you and what does this mean for us Number one, it means you need to pick your ark. What ark is God calling you to build? Like literally, like right now. Um, Just think we had people who were committed to building better communities. People who were committed to walking across racial lines to lock hands, Uh, people who were committed Uh, to mentor young men in high schools, people who are committed uh, to lead small groups, people who are committed to go on mission trips, people like, if we literally think about people who just pick an ark, what is the thing that God is calling you to pick? Pick that thing. Maybe it's just starting in your house. Maybe it's starting with your own marriage. Maybe it's starting with your own kids. Whatever it is, pick your ark. Pick the ark that God is calling you to build. Put your hands to the plow. And don't look back and you'll say, man, I'm staying committed to this thing because I don't want my children to go grow up with the same dysfunction that I grew up with. I'm staying committed to this thing because my prayer life has to be greater than the stress life. I'm staying committed to this thing because my marriage is not going to end in divorce. I'm staying committed to this thing. I'm going to keep washing the feet of homeless people. I'm going to stay committed to this thing. Why? Because God is giving us good news that we can and we have an ark to be are you willing to pick your ark the next thing I love that we need to do is be resolved to stay in the ark (laughs) I'm talking about like Noah Noah not only did he build for a hundred years like the Bible says that he, he locked himself and his family inside of the ark. And I love that he did it to save his family, but also that God would use him to preserve life. And he locked himself in. Uh, it makes me think about the people who've picked their ark, but they're not resolved to stay in. Those are the people that's like, oh, I, I, I'm going to pray this week. They're hot, Scott. No, no, I'm not going to pray. <laughs> I'm going to serve this week. No, no, no. I was just playing. (laughs) I'm not serving this week. Oh, I'm going to do this this week. And then I'm back and I'm not doing it. And I'm going to stand up and I'm going to be a man in my house. I'm not going to do it this week. Oh, I'm going to be the woman that God has called me. And I'm not going to do it this week. And they hopscotch back and forth. And the Bible says that we shouldn't be lukewarm because people are watching. I'm resolved to stay in. other day. I was taking pictures with my family. <laughs> my son runs up to me, says, Oh, dad, oh, dad, I got a pose. I got a pose. I got a pose. I got a pose. I said, Okay. Okay, go ahead. I had just taken a picture all right before him, and I had my back against the wall. My foot was leaning against the wall. So I was looking cool, you know. And uh, he does the same pose. And it showed me that kids are literally washing us in everything that we do. What if we just had our kids on our minds who are in the children's area, uh, our teenagers on our minds, and, and we just soak that in? that God has called us and raising us up to save our family, but also to reach people around us uh, because people are literally watching us. So that means that we can't be in one week and out the next week or in one week and out the next week. And then we get to the end of the year and we're posting on social media, new year, new me. No, it's not new year, new you. It's just be obedient to God. know what else? Um, I'm going to be an ark builder. You're going to have to be patient until the ark does what God said it would do. (laughs) And this is a hard thing. I look at Noah's life and I go, go, man, like, Noah, how did you do it? A hundred years, you're waiting on God. And some of us in here wrestle with the tension of waiting. And you'll say, man, I've been believing God. You've been waiting. I've been committed to the faith and you'll be waiting. waiting. I've been doing this over and over and over again. And I think what Noah is trying to say to us today in his example is that faith has no expiration date. That once you believe God, you don't stamp it with an expiration date and say, God, uh, when I'm 30, I should have this. When I'm 50, I should have that. No, once you believe God, you believe God, and that settles it. And how many people will say... Yeah, I'm going to build as long as I have some assurance that this thing is going to come to pass. I'm going to keep showing up and I'm going to be faithful as long as it's a promise that I can tangibly see. And let me tell you that God has called us to believe him even in the unseen things. God has called us to believe him even when we can't trace him. God has called us to continue to build no matter what. And you need to say to yourself, God, I'm going to keep building. I don't care how long it takes. I'm going to build until my end. I'm going to serve until my end. I'm going to push back against the kingdom of darkness until my end. Because I believe you, God. I believe you sent your son to die on the earth for my sins and the sins of the world. And I want to be a representation of what Christ looks like in the earth. And I'm going to keep building. I'm going to build until until you show up. I'm going to push barrels. I'm going to wash people's feet. I'm going to cut hair. I'm going to keep doing it over and over, knowing that people are in this audience watching me. And it's not about me. It's about what you're doing in me. It's about what you want to represent in this earth. And somebody here today just needs to hear, build your art. And people want to know how does the ark connect to Christ? It does. There's a typology. The ark has rooms. Genesis chapter 6 verse 14. Jesus says that his father's house has many rooms. The ark had one door. Genesis chapter six, verse 16. Jesus claimed to be the door of salvation. God invited Noah to come into the ark. And Jesus says in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, come to me, all of you who are weary, and I will give you rest. The ark was made out of wood. Jesus died on a cross that was made out of wood. Because God saved him, Noah remained alive, and Jesus gives us eternal life. So let me tell you, when you ask me, how does this represent the gospel? It represents a God who is always there. A God who was there in the Old Testament. A God who was there in the New Testament. A God who was there in the Garden of Gethsemane, A God who was there on a rugged cross. The God who was there when Jesus got up. The God who was there when you first came into the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And it wasn't by your works, but it was by his grace. I want to pray for some of you has been waiting because the waiting period is tough I want to encourage others of you that if God is calling you to start building get moving, get moving get get moving, grab a brick, get grab wood grab whatever it is that's around you, Get get moving get moving and I want to pray right now if you'll bow your heads, I want to say, Lord, there are people in here that have been called to build things. And there are also others in here that you're building as, they put it, as they're putting their hands to the plow. And I ask God that you will protect every heart, protect every mind, that you will guard Their lives, just like an angel on guard, gates of heaven. Be with them, Jesus. Comfort them. Walk with them. Show them the ark that they are called to build. Because that ark will be used to glorify you and preserve life. It is in Christ's name we pray and ask it all. Amen.